0: Hi guys, it's your girl Bianca. In my last video, I got real with you guys, and I'm about to again. Hey guys, I had something planned for this video, but honestly, I don't have energy to fake this shit today. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just over it. When I was just out of college, I started this channel. I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to find a way to connect with people and connect with the world. But somewhere along the way, it turned into top five restaurants in Toronto. The best way to pack a carry-on. I've spent the better part of four years making shit content. I'm, I'm not proud of it. I feel so stuck. And just... I'm tired. Really tired. And I just wanted to go home. That's what I'm going to do. I'd just like to say thank you. Thank you to those who reached out to me and sent me words of comfort. I really appreciate it. I was being a bit melodramatic, yes, but it was the truth. I have been unhappy for a while, and I didn't want to admit it to myself because there really isn't a reason why I don't find satisfaction in what I'm doing anymore. But that's something that I'm going to change. I am going back home. I was born and raised in a place many of you now call... Meteor City. I haven't been back since the meteor hit. It's not something easy for me to talk about, and that's exactly why I have to. The Detroit Refuge Hotline was closed in 2011. I want to pick up where they left off. I'd like to create a safe place for people to remember their loved ones, to share their stories, and to use my platform to do it. God, I've spent so much time talking to you guys without actually saying anything. I want something to matter. But now, I want to tell the stories that are closest to me, my story, and and those who were affected by the landing. So I have decided to step away from the camera and document this differently. But in case you miss me like crazy and you want to follow my journey home, stay tuned. It might take me a while to get the hang of recording audio, but I'll take you guys along with me. But while I'm figuring it out, bear with me, okay, guys? (sighs) Well, thanks again for all the love. Hey, guys. I figured that I should record a little bit of the drive, too, in order not to chicken out. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into, but I... Recalculating rude. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, All right. Well, my GPS keeps recalculating. It's probably a sign. Well, I'm in Indiana. My God, the state is long. I feel like I've been driving for three days. I think I'm going to stop for a bit and stretch my legs... And grab a bite
1: to eat. not available for immediate comment. In related news, Kevin Wilson, a spokesperson for the EPA, delivered a speech today on environmental issues that are still remaining here in Detroit.
2: It's been ten years. We are still sifting through the information the radiological emergency response teams were able to collect. Three years ago, we dispatched another rep team to continue their testing of soil and radiation levels. Although the radiation from the initial blast is no longer present on the surface, the crater caused significant damage to the streets, water, and sewer lines. It's still unclear exactly how much radiation was relieved. I think it's important not to forget about events like media Land. It is important. It is a reminder how completely out of our control we really are. Do you think the people of Media City woke up that morning thinking, this is the day I'm going to die, or this is the day I'm going to flee? No. Tomorrow is promised to no man, and that is why you must give yourself to God. Give yourself to him, and he will. City, not from the people directly. Where are they? Where are all those stories? It's been ten years and we still don't have an answer how a f***ing meteorite the size of three school buses goes unnoticed. So,
3: what are you saying?
2: I'm saying you can't trust them. They're hiding things from us. 1st nine eleven, Meteor City, what's next?
3: Alright folks, that is all the time we
2: have for you today.
0: Please leave a message after the tone. Hey mommy, it's me. It looks like I'm almost there. I just drove through New Detroit. It was so weird. I can't even explain it. It's nice, I guess, but unreal. It looks like a model of what a city would look like. It's like if you went into the building, it would just be cardboard. Like it's printed on itself or something. Anyway. Just thought I'd check in. I've heard the reception in MC is pretty spotty. You practically have to be a New Detroit to get Wi-Fi. But I just wanted to say that I love you. I know that you didn't want me to come back. But I don't know. I felt like I had to. I promise to check in as much as I can. me, mamá. Necesito saber que estamos bien. Okay? Bye. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, ma. It's me. Again. I really hope you're not avoiding my calls. Even if you're still mad at me. You'll never guess what's still here. I can't believe it. Dee's Diner. <laughs> it's still here. It's on the border of New Detroit and Meteor City. It looks a little worn down, but it looks a hell of a lot better than the MC does. It's probably a long shot, but I'm going to go in and see if D is still there. Por favor, Mommy, call me back. Bye. So. Here I am, standing in front of Dee Dee's Diner. To this day, the best diner in the country. My family would come here all the time. It was in walking distance from our church. Malcolm and I had every birthday party here when we were kids. I'll try to take as many photos as I can. Not sure when I can upload them, but keep a lookout for that. Dee's neon sign is still glowing, and they added a new one. Well, new to me. Dee's Diner, the home of the Meteor Malt. (laughs) Cute. Well, it looks like my phone still has a little signal. Not much, but it's probably as good as it's going to get. Dee's Diner might have to be my home base for a while. i figure out what the hell I'm doing here, at least. Saw a motel half a mile back. Definitely not the Four Seasons, but it'll do for now. I have no idea how long I'll be here. On the bright side, the rent on the border of MC is hella cheap. Apparently no one wants to wake up and look at the post-apocalyptic Detroit. Well, I'm going to head into the diner and grab a bite to eat. Maybe I'll try the Meteor Malt. In all of my years of taking selfies, vlogging, asking strangers to take artsy photos of me posing... None of it has felt as strange as sitting in this diner looking at this worn-out menu, talking to myself. (laughs) From the looks of it, I'm not the only one talking to myself. Take a seat wherever you like. I had to fight the urge to ask her all the questions on my mind. I couldn't believe she was still here. I'm looking at her. She couldn't be older than 65 years old. Why do adults seem so old when you're a kid? Anyway, she wore herself like the diner. A little older, a little worn, but still standing. It was always busy, filled with kids running around, truckers, church ladies, businessmen, everyone and anyone. This place could be packed, but there was always an empty booth or stool for someone to fill. Something about the scent of this place. You could bottle it up. <laughs> the smell, I imagine, is so deeply rooted in this place. Even if the meteor did wipe it out, the rubble would still smell like the sticky menus and greasy booths. I'll have a patty melt with french fries and, um... A meteor malt. Oh, yeah, and coffee. Up, uh, Please. I'm not sure when she realized it. It must have been somewhere between me entering the place and me inhaling my patty melt. But she knew who I was. She slid into my booth and sat facing me.
1: So were you going to say hi or just eat my food and go on your way, Bianca?
0: Hi, Dee. I wasn't sure you would remember me. I haven't been back since... I didn't want to be rude and I... Nonsense. Stand up, let me look at you. As I stood up and twirled a bit for D, the past and present became intertwined. The walls faded from their dirty sand color to bright white with a wash from the red neon lights. I slid back into the booth. Something caught my eye. I saw the little carving on the wooden beam under the booth. I must have forgotten which one it was or maybe D moved the booths around, but I was sitting in our booth. The initials B D M D W.C., were carved deep into the wood grain. I couldn't help but smile. Dee and I chatted for a while about old times, who was still around, how her health was and the development of New Detroit. They approached her about buying up the diner. New Detroit Financial wanted to do away of the remaining business and buildings that bordered Meteor City. She wasn't sure what to do. Dee's diner lasted longer than most but it was clear it was just standing. The only customers she had were the few truckers that occasionally delivered an MC, and the patrons in the past who now lived in New Detroit, wanting to reminisce and feel nostalgic about the good old days. But that wasn't enough to keep the neon lights on.
1: You know what? I think you coming back is a sign. What do you mean? I've been thinking about selling this place. After Daryl died,
0: I wanted to keep it open. But things changed. Dee, you should do what you feel is best for you. You don't owe anyone anything. I told Dee what I've been up to for the past few years. All the places I've been. She seemed a bit sad, like she wished I would have come home sooner. But she seemed to get a kick out of logging. How strange it must have seemed to her. I asked her if it was okay to record our conversations. Dee agreed, but made me promise to come back every day. She would feed me if I stopped by to see her. I promise without hesitation, because after ten years away, I was home. Hey guys, I am just checked into the Meteor Motel, formerly known, or, well, to me anyway, as the Shady Shack. Some shady shit happened here back in the day. (laughs) I can't imagine that to be the case now. My car was one of three in the whole lot. My room view, well, it's not a good one, that's for sure. I'm staring at an empty pool that's full of old pool chairs and pieces of a broken fence and some shit. So there's this guy that was staring at my room. Maybe he was staring at the motel or something, but I'm going to check and see if he's still there. Where did he go? The guy who's staring at me was standing under the broken pool lights. It's a. Uh, it, too dark to get a good description of him. Hey, Mommy. What? No, I'm good. I'm just tired. I'm glad you called me back. Ma. Please, I don't want to fight about this anymore, okay? I just wanted to... Uh, Um, I think it's the housekeeping. I asked for towels. Ma, I gotta go. I'll call you tomorrow. Hello? Can I help you? What do you want? Seriously, fuck off. I looked through the peephole. The man who I saw staring at me from across the pool was at my door. His face was nearly covered by a black hoodie, but then he turned and walked away. I called the front desk and told them what had happened, but they didn't seem too concerned. They asked me not to give him any money or food if he asked. They didn't want it to become a regular thing. I suggested calling the police, which seemed to amuse them. They assured me that they would keep an eye out for him. I didn't hold my breath. I opened the door and saw nothing and no one, but something was left at my door. It was wrapped loosely in an old Detroit Daily newspaper. Picked it up and returned it to my room. I closed the door and checked the locks a few times. More than a few times. Compulsively, for a few minutes. Wrapped in the newspaper was something I hadn't seen in over ten years. It was my high school yearbook with a note attached. Welcome back. I brought the yearbook up to my nose and I sniffed it. I know that sounds weird, but it still smelled like my high school. You know that smell, the smell of lockers and and crusty drinking fountains. I know you know that smell. I opened the yearbook and read the book plate. Property of Bianca Diaz. After a very restless night of sleep, I woke up early and went for a run through Meteor City. I ran until it looked familiar, which was far. It was miles of abandonment. Block after block of stripped cars, practically burned homes, looted stores, and silence. Unnerving silence. A thick fog rolled past me as I ran through a gray Meteor City. The air was chilly, but smelt like hot sewer and wet cement. Something about running along these streets, although empty and missing the people that made this place their home, was incredibly familiar, like my feet knew I was home. I got turned around a few times trying to find my old block, but after I spotted a giant stone tiger on the corner of Homer Street, I knew I was close. The tiger had a large crack down the middle and his tail was missing. It was still standing, though, a tiger among the rubble. It belonged to Mr. Duke. I was never sure if that was his first or last name, but all of us kids called him Mr. Duke. He had two loves in his life, God and the Detroit Tigers, devoted to both, one more than the other. I gently put my hand on the tiger's large head and swept the green dust from his eyes. I walked slowly for two blocks until I got to my house. Seeing my house like that hit me like a punch in the gut. All the windows were broken. The porch was burned. The porch swing was now on the lawn. In that moment, I'm glad my mom never saw this. She never came back to see this place. Her image of our house, the way she remembered it. I wish I had that too. In the distance, I heard a car come to a stop. I quickly turned around. There's a new Detroit patrol car a hundred feet away from me. A white man, in his late thirties, maybe early forties, stepped out of his police vehicle. As the officer approached me, I grabbed my phone and turned on the voice recorder. Morning, officer.
3: State your name and business, ma'am. You're trespassing. Trespassing?
0: This was my house. I lived in here before the landing.
3: Yes, trespassing. This block and another couple hundred or so were privately purchased. Privately
0: purchased? Who would want these? When did they buy them?
3: Well, it's been that way since I've been patrolling this shithole. You need to vacate the area. Immediately.
0: Is there someone I can talk to about going inside? I want to look around, see if anything is salvageable.
3: Listen, ma'am. I don't want to be here any longer than I have to. Do you need a lift out of town?
0: Uh, out of town? No, I was planning on sticking around here for a bit today.
3: I'd like to escort you where you need to be.
0: I'm fine, thank you.
3: It's not safe around here. Without knowing who owns what, you could be trespassing, and I'd have to bring you in.
0: I don't feel like you're giving me much of a choice. I didn't catch your name.
3: Officer Mickey. You? Bianca. You got a last name, Bianca?
0: Diaz. I just moved back to Meteor City. My mom and I left after we passed testing. This is my first time back.
3: Not much left. I left too. I live in New Detroit, but once a day we all have to come back and patrol this place. What the owners want, I guess. To make sure the rejects aren't causing any further damage. Where are you staying?
0: I'm staying at the Meteor Motel.
3: I gotta patrol for a bit. Can you sit tight for a
0: minute? Sure. Ah... So, I just wanted to let you know that I'm recording this. It's for a podcast that I'm doing.
3: You're recording me without my consent?
0: I don't need your consent, actually. But I thought it would be polite to tell you. That's why I told you.
3: Uh, well... What's your, uh, thing about?
0: Meteor City. A kind of where-are-they-now piece.
3: Oh, for the anniversary.
0: So, is it okay if I record you? Sure. We drove around for another 15 minutes. A lot of stops and turning around. It's hard to patrol when you have debris, boulders, and abandoned cars all around you. I saw a few people. Exactly four people. They were just walking. They didn't seem like they have a place to be or go. They were just walking. There is a convenience store still opened, but nothing more than I can see. Jesus, where do people go to get their food or gas? Do they have electricity?
3: Most of them go into New Detroit. I think there's a shelter there that brings them food a few times a week. Some streets have power. It's shoddy, but it's better than Uh, nothing, I guess. uh,
0: What happens in the winter? Most of these places don't have windows. (laughs) In ten years, this place still looks like this? I I don't get it. Beats me. Sat in the car as we made our way back to the border of New Detroit and what is now Meteor City. As we approached Dee's diner, saw a man and a dog walking. More like shuffling around. I'm not shitting you. They both were missing their... legs. Not all of them, but one each.
3: You really should stop before you try it. Excuse me? That look you've got. It's sad. It's all fucking sad, but nothing we can do about it. Some people got out. Some people just got stuck. But don't let them con you. That guy, he'd beat you down in a second.
0: I don't know if I believe that.
3: Well, believe it. This is not your home anymore. This is Meteor City. The rejects here, they're barely even people.
0: Whatever helps you sleep at night. I can get out here at D's.
3: Are you sure?
0: Yeah, I'm hungry. Thanks for the lift, I guess.
3: Wait. Just be careful. Here's my card.
0: Take it. Uh, thanks,
3: officer. You can call me Mickey. How long are you planning on staying around?
0: Um, not sure yet.
3: Well, maybe if I'm lucky, I'll see you around. Have a good one, Miss Diaz.
0: Officer McKee, or Mickey, attempted a smile. Mickey seemed like a black and white kind of man. Everything was something or another. Never nothing and never both. Just one or the other. As uncomfortable as I was with Officer McKee, I really was hungry. Much to my surprise, the diner looked busy. Well, busy for the border. There was five or six cars in the lot. For the border, that was busy. Dee was standing at the bakery case, adding pastries when she looked up at me and smiled. That smile was enough to erase my whole morning. As I was inhaling a cinnamon roll in front of me, I watched Dee argue on the phone, clearly getting frustrated. She hung up abruptly and swore, which surprised me. It shouldn't have, but it did. Everything okay? That damn truck. Only one that'll deliver just
1: called and said they ain't coming to MC anymore. Uh, I have a car.
0: It's not big, it might take two trips, but... Oh, honey, I can't ask you to do that. Well, how about I hold down the fort? I waited tables in college. I think I can manage it for the afternoon. I
1: can't afford it.
0: See, don't be silly. Keep feeding me cinnamon rolls and I'll never leave. But seriously, don't worry about it. As long as you're okay with me asking a few of the customers a few questions, I won't pressure them. If that's okay. With these folks, you'd be lucky to get a
1: high... But go on ahead. Thanks, baby.
0: Hi, welcome to Dee's. Take a seat. I'll be right with you. I turned around to see the person I just greeted. He was a little over six feet. And handsome. There was a large scar from his eyebrow down nearly to his sharp jawline. He was wearing a navy suit, and his hair was slicked back tightly. He looked out of place here. Throw a Penny in New York and you'd hit a dozen of them. But here in the state at diner, he didn't belong. He looked surprised to see me. Where's Dee? Um, she had to run into town and grab some stuff. The truck was late. What can I get for you?
2: When will she be back?
0: Uh, I'm not really sure. A few hours, probably.
2: Coffee and a club. Sure thing. To go. I've never seen you around here. Did D hire you for some reason? You know, she's selling this place. Might be. Excuse me?
0: She might be selling this place. And no, I'm just helping her out for the day. What makes you think she's going to sell it?
2: Because she's smart and knows that no one would give her nearly as much as I've worked to get her for this place. What makes you think she won't sell it?
0: Order up. I don't. She should sell it. It's a smart move. But it doesn't make it a right one. hmm Here you go. As I handed the bag to the man at the counter, I glanced outside to see the man who I saw at the motel, standing in front of the diner. I forgot I was holding on to the bag. You okay? Yeah, I just... Do you see that guy across the street? In the hoodie? Yes. Do you know him?
2: No, I don't know him. He's probably a reject. They make their way into New Detroit and ask for food and money. Sometimes Dee gives them food when it's slow.
0: Oh, okay. He's probably hungry or something.
2: You sure you're okay?
0: Yeah, I just saw him outside of my motel last night and he...
2: He what?
0: Uh, nothing. Thanks for stopping in.
2: Uh, thanks. Can you tell Dee to call me when she gets back in?
0: What was your name?
2: Have I changed that much? What? Nothing. My name is Wes.
0: My stomach flipped, and I felt a little dizzy. The man standing in front of me was Wes. Our Wes. Malcolm's Wes. It took my head a few seconds to focus on his changed features, but... It was him. (laughs) Wes was my brother's best friend. They were inseparable, and I was constantly tagging along. Wes said nothing as he turned and walked out the door. Before I knew it, almost uncontrollably, my arms were wrapped around his neck. I was standing on my toes, hugging Wes with all my might. The guilt I felt was overwhelming.
2: Bianca, I can't breathe.
0: Wes, I am so sorry.
2: Sorry? Sorry for what?
0: For leaving. I thought you were dead with my dad and Malcolm. If I would have known you were alive, I, I would have come back for you. I, I would have...
2: It was a long time ago. Don't worry about it. It is good to see you, though. You look good.
0: Thanks. You too. You look like a man now. All grown up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that happens.
0: Wait, did you know who I was when you came in? Why didn't you say anything?
2: I don't know. I wasn't sure if it was you. It's been a long time. I looked you up a few years ago, but you've changed your hair since then.
0: You were gonna leave without saying anything?
2: What was I supposed to say? Hey... We haven't spoken in ten years, and you probably thought I was dead.
0: Well, maybe not that. Look, I I gotta get back in the diner, but... I want to talk to you. I need to talk to you.
2: Okay, okay. Here, take this. Call me when you're free.
0: I grabbed the card and wrapped my arms around his neck again. Not nearly as long. It was a few hours before Dee came back to the diner with a pickup truck full of food. I spent an hour looking up Wes. It seemed only fair. He was successful, and he was married. His dashing headshot was on the front page of New Detroit Financial's website. From the wedding announcement, his wife, who also worked for New Detroit Financial, she was beautiful. She was tall, blonde, and thin. From the outside, they looked perfect. Why didn't you tell me it was Wes, the person who approached you about selling? Well,
1: I suppose I figured you two would run into each other. He is one good-looking man, ain't he?
0: So, my first full day back home has been... Well, it's been real. As painful as it was to see Meteor City that way, it felt like space I had in my head for it was now filled. I'll be going back to Meteor City after I do a little more digging. I'll find out who owns what and how I get back to my old house. I felt like I was holding dozens of questions in my chest and they were trying to escape, but the biggest one was, what the hell am I doing here? I came back to document myself coming home. Is that what I'm doing? Coming home? This place isn't my home. Well, it's not anymore. But Dee was here. I can't really explain how close to her I feel. Like her entire being is a representation of everything I lost. We lost. And I know that it's not fair. After seeing one of the rejects outside my house twice and once at the diner, it shook me. I fought the urge to leave, to to go back to my life. I want to wrap this up. To convince myself that what I once had was gone and I should move on. Just coming back and seeing what I've seen should be enough. But seeing Wes, I wasn't expecting that. The more I thought about it, about him, the angrier I felt. Wes was family. He had always been family. Every Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, summer break, always. I know that we as people don't owe anything to each other, but did he search for Malcolm and my dad too? Did he spend weeks looking for them? How did he survive? I've been back here in Meteor City for a little over two days, and I, uh... It feels like a lot longer. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to find the answers to my questions, no matter how many arise. But Wes, he complicates things for me. I don't know this Wes. And I probably shouldn't, but I want to know his story. What happened and why he didn't find us. As for the rejects... (laughs) God, I hate that term but until I know his name, I guess that's what I have to call him. As for the reject, there's got to be someone who knows who he is. He obviously lives in Meteor City. He left my yearbook at my door, so he knows how to navigate MC without being seen. Maybe he knows who owns my house. As startling as these random appearances are, I hope they continue and they lead to something. <sighs> he left my yearbook at my door. it seems like every question that I have three more follow all I do know is that despite the weariness that I'm feeling just below the surface I feel an excitement steering. my name is Bianca Diaz and uh I'm back in Meteor City
1: thank you for listening to Meteor City Meteor City is a Wrightwood Studios production. To see a full cast list, please visit rightwoodstudios.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MeteorCityPod. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again.